Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team here's the 0-2 and that ball is club down the left field line that's a base hit that'll score Kemp and Bregman with his 46 double makes it a 5-1 ball game third double of the evening for Alex Bregman he's three for four just can't get him out right now and not only is Bregman getting on but he's doing damage extra base hits driving in runs this is another Astros podcast. Suna delivers, and Kepler rips it, and it's a leaping grab by Gurriel, and he raises the first and doubles off the runner, Austin. And that is the ball game. That was a seed hit by Kepler, but Gurriel able to make the play, and Austin was caught in no man's land. Astros win it 5-2. Very underrated first baseman, man. He's turned himself into a good one. Very agile over there, quick reflexes, and... The ability to leap and race the runner back to first base to end this ball game was phenomenal. Welcome back to Astro Launch. I'm with AJ Hinch, and you got a chance to sweep the series against the Minnesota Twins. So you want to get greedy right here, and you get Framber Valdez out there, who's shown pretty good, but finally gets a chance to pitch against somebody other than the Angels. What, what do you like about Framber? Well, I like his stuff. First and foremost, it's it, he's got really good stuff. He moves the ball around a little bit, some by design, some by just spraying the ball all over the place, and it's unpredictable for the catcher, for the hitter. For uh, but he gets the ball on the ground. He's got he's a nasty breaking ball. Um, seems to have some composure to him. It'll be an interesting game tonight with the Twins. They're fairly patient. They've never seen him before. He's going to have some switch hitters. He's going to deal with it. Are now going to be right-handed instead of left-handed, like we've seen the last couple of days. So. Um, it will be it will be a good test for him, uh, but he certainly passed the first couple tests. You know, just getting to the big leagues, throwing strikes, and having stuff move. In that last game, we saw a very unpredictable fastball, and I'm not talking about just balls and strikes. I'm talking about the way it moved. It's got to be very tough on a catcher, and you can speak to this. Have you caught guys whose fastballs that they didn't know where it was going? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you, you don't know how to set up and give him enough plate. I mean, I talked to McCann yesterday, who's going to catch him for the first time, and, and has late darting action. You know, not straight like yours used to be, and not slow like yours used to be, right, but yeah. it's actually got some velo and some movement. Right, and, you know, you even threw from 57 feet sometimes. So, you know, the, the, the unpredictability really starts with the setup of the catcher. Yeah. Uh, and then you got to respond and react accordingly. But the late darting life is always good. It's why he gets the ball on the ground because the hitter can't track it as long as, as hitters track yours. When you watch Yuli Gurriel go deep in the last two games, uh, you feel like, all right, maybe, maybe he's coming right now. Is that your impression? Yeah, I mean, the, the, he, you know, he has a little bit of an ambush mentality where he's going to try to try to hit early in the count and he's getting pitches to hit. And 
I know he's going to make contact. He's not a guy that strikes out a ton. So um, he also is a guy that presses a little bit when, when things aren't going well. So yeah. he swings his way out of any sort of uh, stretch where he's not getting hit. So, um, But he is seeing some more pitches. He is, he is hitting the ball to the pull side, especially pretty hard. Um, another day like that today, and, and, and we'll be inching forward towards him being more of an impactful hitter. You told me a couple of days ago you're going to try to get some guys off their feet. Carlos Correa's turn today. He's obviously been struggling at the plate, but uh, much needed rest day. It is, and it's before an off day, which I do this a lot with our guys that play every day and, and try to give them you know, a really long extended break to where they feel fresh for the next series. This will be this weekend in Boston, and, and we have you know a couple more off days, but other than that, we're in this race where there's very few opportunities to get you know, Correa and Altuve and Bregman and Springer. Those are the four guys that really play virtually every single day. Mm-hmm. So uh, today's a good day for Carlos mentally and physically. He's gotten a little bit better this series than he was last series. He's not quite um, feeling as, as, you know, as good at the plate as he, as he will. Right. But um, an off day today to, to, to kind of clear things up. And how many days ahead of, ahead of that game do you like to tell a player that they're going to have off? I really, for him, I told him last night. I don't, I, you know, I, I went watching. It was going to be him or Springer, um, you know, and, and just watching those two over the last few days. I felt like it was more important to get Carlos a day off. I may give George a day off next week in Detroit. Um, so I map it out, but but then all of a sudden, you know, my hope is if I map it out, the guys start to to get a lot of hits and make me want to leave him in the lineup. Right. That's the that's the goal. I noticed that you didn't say Alex Bregman. You don't want to take him out of the lineup, do you? I don't. I don't. And I, he doesn't need to come out right now. And, and what he's doing is is pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. he's obviously you know contributing at, at an all-time high level for him. Um, his quality of a bat is off the chart. His um, you know his ability to lay off tough pitches is he means locked in, seeing the ball. Um, he's prepared, and he's doing a ton of damage. You know what? That was the transition we saw probably in the first month of this season, where he really started to kind of lock in and laying off those pitches that were just an inch off the plate. Uh, was he really aware of that? He was. And, you know, he, he can get into, into a little bit of a guessing game sometimes, and okay. he doesn't need to. He's got an efficient enough swing where he can kind of go old school and hit off the fastball. I mean, if he wants to sit breaking ball, he can. But um, the key is to not try to cover everything. And when he has a plan and he leaves a very, very small margin for the pitcher to attack, now he can be really tough, and especially at this park, he he focuses on hitting the ball hard and not not far. And instead, the, the ball will rocket off his bat. It does go a long ways. I love the adjustment. Last night he got out on a changeup. He said, "If he throws me that again, I'm going to hit the ball to right to the right side." Wow. He hits a, hits a double down the right field wow. line, and then comes and tells me, "I told you so." So <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's it's a remarkable mental and physical uh, baseball player through and through. The pitcher you face today with the Twins is Jake Odorizzi. You guys have seen him a few times. His ERA is below one against the Astros. What does he do well? He mixes and matches all of his pitches. You know, he, he has four pitches and he uses them and he never really con- concedes the bat and never gives in. Um, usually when you describe that guy, you think that that guy doesn't have good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He's just a crafty guy. Right. Instead, this guy's got pretty good stuff. He moves it around. He can elevate the fastball. Um, he never shows you the same velocity twice in a row. He's He's just a very, very polished you know, starting pitcher in this league, which is why he's he's coveted in trades. He's been around for a few years. He knows uh, the strengths and weaknesses of every hitter. He throws every pitch for a purpose, and and we need to put up good at-bats to, to piece together a win. All right, man, good luck tonight. You got Sparky. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio Network. And Alex lines us in the left center field. That's a base hit. Fisher around third and coming home. The throw to the plate. Not in time. Astros win. Astros win. Robert Ford. He's a baseball player. Alex Bregman. Steve Sparks. That's 
how you play baseball. The Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Josh James. Made his big league debut with a, a start over the weekend uh, against the Angels. And obviously that's a, a dream come true for, for anybody. And how did you, first of all, find out that, that you were coming to the big leagues? Um, well, my manager pulled me into the office and, you know, he was acting all serious. And uh, he kind of so like, hey, uh, with, a, with a mad face and, hey, uh, you know, I heard you showed up late to BP and I'm like, no, that's, you know, I showed up on time. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no you, you know what the fine is, right? I'm like, uh, no. He's like, uh, well, I was going to take away your plane ticket to Houston, but uh, but congratulations, you know, you're going up. So I was, I was super pumped and excited and grateful that I got the opportunity, you know, to show what I can do. Oh, were the first people you got a hold of your parents? Yes. Mom and dad were the first first phone call. What was their reaction when you told them? Uh, super excited. Um, you know, they've been a tremendous support system for me throughout the minor league. So uh, to share that moment with them was, was, uh, was very exciting. Getting warmed up for the game, getting warmed up on the game mound after you warm up in the bullpen, then throwing that, that first inning. Was there any point where you, you found yourself really nervous or where, where were you the most nervous, if at all? Um, the nearest probably was before the game, sitting in the sitting in the uh, locker room, uh, just didn't know, you know, starts stuff starts to swirl in your head, didn't know mm-hmm. what was going to go on. Once I got outside, everything kind of calmed down, and once I got on the mound, it was, you know, I felt I, I felt a little bit better and um, confident, and you know, no matter the outcome, you know, I'm you know I made it this far, and uh, I know my stuff is good enough, so. That was huge. I mean, that's a big part of it, isn't it? Because I mean, when you're in the minor leagues, you you, th- you have an idea that hey, man, you know, I might have good enough stuff to pitch in the big leagues. But once you once you're in there and you see, you I mean, you got nine strikeouts in five innings, kind of gives you a pretty good idea, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just the biggest thing is confidence. And I mean, they wouldn't, you know, call me up if uh, in the tight race if you know they didn't think I could, you know, help the team. And um, so I, you know, use that, you know, uh, on my side. You know, as a confidence booster, like, hey, you, know, you, you wouldn't be here if you didn't, they didn't think you were ready. So, you know, that kind of helped me out that, um, that you know, start. You were not on the 40-man roster before you got called up. You weren't even in big league camp during spring training. I don't believe you got called over for any big league games during spring training either. At what point did you realize this year that pitching in the big leagues this season was a possibility? Um, I always knew. Um, I was, all, you know, I'm always confident. And, um, so I always had an idea that I'd, I'd get an opportunity just – Got to be patient and uh, just keep working and just do everything the right way. And, you know, that opportunity would come. And uh, I pride myself on that I did, you know, to handle my business this season. And the opportunity came and, you know, I was, I was ready for it. So it's a big thing. You pitched a year at a junior college in, in Oklahoma. Uh, did not pitch a whole lot before that, right? You were, you were more of an infielder growing up in Florida, right? Yeah, um, I didn't really pitch much. Um, didn't have a pitching coach, um, so uh, I had to pretty much learn on my own how to, you know, throw in college, and then um, I figured it out in jun- junior college. And um, so it's been a it's been a long kind of road, but um, I'm happy at you know where I'm at now. Did you know that the Astros are interested in you when you were in junior college? Did you have any idea that you would get drafted? Um, I, I had no idea, no. Um, uh, the scout that drafted me, you know, would, you know, talk to me every now and again, you know, at the field or whatnot. But, didn't, you know, I didn't think there was any real interest at all. Um, 
everybody has a crazy draft day stories from what I, you know, mm -hmm. from what I've heard. Um, I thought I was going to go a little bit higher than I did. Didn't happen, and um, but I'm glad it. You know, I'm glad I went where I where I went, and um, I think it put a chip on my shoulder. So being drafted where you were. Yeah, just because you felt like you had to prove yourself more so than guys maybe drafted higher in the in the draft. Exactly. Yeah, I just had to you know come out and prove that you know I was a little you know I'm a little bit better than you know where I got drafted and um, that's kind of just was my main focus throughout the the minor leagues. Josh James, so glad you're here with the Astros. Looking forward to seeing more of you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. And you can kiss it goodbye. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.